Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Leonard. I'm chairman of the American Board of Appeals, and this is a continued hearing uh, in the application for Orem Moore Enterprises LLC uh, to uh, develop a building at 426, 440 Granite Avenue and 29 Mechanic Street. Uh, we've had multiple uh, hearings on this particular meeting, uh, in this, this particular application, rather. <coughs> In addition to the materials which have been previously published on our website, uh, we have received uh, some additional documents. I'm 99% sure they're all they've all been published uh, well prior to the uh, to the hearing. But let me just outline them so everyone will have an idea as to what's going on. We have a letter from Mrs. McGetrick, the applicant's attorney, dated April 14, 2023. Give it, giving us an update uh, on proceedings on this application before the Milton uh, Planning Board. It's in uh, uh, three pages and it's a detailed analysis of the changes that have been made on the uh, uh, particular application. And uh, Mrs. McGetrick will be reviewing those uh, uh, with us. Uh, we also have a draft decision from the Milton Planning Board, which I understand uh, has uh, uh, granted site plan approval for this particular project after multiple hearings. Uh, the Planning Board uh, document is in draft form and it's 15 pages. Um, I understand that it is, uh, it's in the process of being finalized and that it will be recorded shortly with the uh, Milton Town Clerk, but I I don't think they've been able uh, the the planning board has been able to get all of the signatures to uh, to record this uh, for the purposes of tonight's uh, hearing. We uh, we also have received from Mrs. McGittrick a construction management plan for the subject property for Forty Granite Avenue. Um, prepared by uh, uh, Branco Construction Company, the construction manager. I'm sorry, prepared by Howard Stein Hudson Engineers. It's dated March 30, 2023. It's in multiple pages. The text run about eight uh, pages with a lot of uh, plans and uh, showing the uh, subject property and uh, the, the proposed uh, uh, development, which I think is consistent with the planning board's uh, um, draft uh, decision. We also uh, received a memorandum from uh, Mrs. McGetrick uh, dated April 19, 2023, for which we thank uh, uh, Marion uh, talking about the um, standards for uh, relief um, that the applicant is seeking before the Board of Appeals. It's in three or four pages. It's very, very well done, and it's uh, been very, very helpful. And we also uh, received about 10 or 15 minutes ago um, an email uh, from uh, our building commissioner, Joseph Kondak. Um, his time is 3.01 uh, this afternoon. Uh, Mrs. McGettrick on Wednesday, uh, the 19th of April, uh, sent an email to Mr. Kondak, which we, we have. Um, reciting that uh, she believed would be uh, required relief from the planning from the Milton Zoning Board of Appeals 
that would be consistent with the planning board site uh, plan decision of April 13, 2023. And this is just one of the questions which I was going to ask Mrs. McGetrick. And the Mr. Prondack, uh, I'm not going to review these at the present time, but Mr. Prondack uh, uh, recites Lord Marion, I have reviewed your emails outlining the most recent updates and changes to the proposed building at 440 Gregory Avenue. I agree with your assessments that the revised design of this building now requires the relief that you have outlined in items one through five below. So uh, <clears throat> that's uh, very helpful from uh, Mrs. Begetrick and uh, Joseph Prondack to confirm uh, precisely uh, what relief the applicant presently needs before the uh, uh, Board of Appeals, uh, because there have been many, many changes in the uh, uh, project, and uh, it's uh, it's important that we uh, be dealing with the uh, the correct uh, variances and special permits that are actually required for the project and not come up with a uh, uh, an opinion that is uh, deficient or uh, not dealing with all of the issues. So those are the docu documents we have updated to the best of my knowledge. I think they're all on the uh, website uh, for people to, uh, to read. Um, with me uh, this evening for tonight's hearing is Jeffrey Mullen and uh, Nick Gray, two longstanding members of the uh, uh, Board of Appeals as they were. Mrs. McGetrick, I guess uh, the easiest way to start is why don't we turn the floor over to you? Uh, perhaps uh, a lot of uh, uh, the public may have not had an opportunity to review uh, all of the specific details, and but perhaps you can give us a uh, an overview of what happened before the planning board and what the present state of the project is. And, uh, and if anyone has any questions, they can just refer to the Board of Appeals uh, website and, and get all of the specific information. And we can discuss the present uh, status of the project and uh, uh, perhaps when the uh, it's reasonably anticipated that the planning board will have completed uh, their uh, uh, review of the site plan approval decision and have it executed and uh, recorded with the Milton uh, Town Clerk uh, so that this board can uh, uh, go to the decision phase of its uh, uh, hearing process. So uh, it's always good to have you back, uh, Walter Marion, and uh, we're delighted to uh, turn the court over to you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Something? I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Thank you, Mr. Leonard. Um, I'm Marion McKetrick. I'm representing the applicant uh, for this hearing. Also, represented them before the planning board for their site plan application hearing, which was concluded on April 13th, as you uh, referenced. Um, the, at, at that hearing on April 13th, the planning board had a draft decision before them, which in public session they reviewed pretty much word for word. Um, any changes and edits that had to be made were made at the meeting. So what I have been able to send to you is that um, final draft edited and voted unanimously by uh, the five members of the planning board. So although it is not a, um, a signed clean copy, I think at some point I sent you a clean copy, but um, it is going to be signed. At least one member of the planning board is on vacation this week, so we couldn't get a fully signed um decision for you, but we will be providing, I mean, the planning board or Tim Cherwinski will be providing that. 
Um, however, this was after many, uh, you know, two years really of hearings and two applications with the site plan over the, the site plan, um, considerable discussion, uh, quite a few changes to the project. It was a milestone certainly for us <laughs> to, to reach a point where uh, members of the Neighborhood Association testified at the hearing that they supported the application in its present form and the planning board support supported the application in its present form. So uh, tonight I'd like to work backwards just so you can keep in mind what the forms of relief we're asking for from you as the uh, Board of Appeals are and then go back through the documents that we just talked that John Winter just talked about. So uh, yes, I did meet with the building commissioner on Friday after the planning board meeting to review changes to the project. And the reason for doing that is that um, initially we had quite a long list of variances and special permits and forms of relief that we thought this project required. They're all in the application filed in March, 2021 with your board. And that list has been shortened, thank goodness. And um, we now have five forms of relief that we're looking for. So these are the forms of relief. This project now requires a special permit under section 5E1, that's business district zoning, to allow up to five stories and up to 65 feet in height. The building is actually four stories and 61.17 feet in height, if you count the enclosure on the roof and the elevator. Um, enclosure. It's it's just over 50 feet if you just go to the roof of the building. But the way the zoning bylaw works and the way it's interpreted, um, you have to count those enclosures. The second um, form of relief is a variance from Section 3C, uses allowed in business districts for mixed use. We don't have mixed use uh, zoning right now for East Milton Square Business District. Um, we have um, residential zoning that's permitted and we have business uh, uh, commercial zoning that's permitted, but we don't allow the mixture. So this will require a variance. Um, the third um, form of relief is a variance to allow the side setback on Mechanic Street to be less than the required six feet. In the upper three floors, it would be two feet from the side lot line on the first floor, it's five feet from the side lot line. And the second floor is about 16 feet above the height of the sidewalk for this building. That doesn't require variance. It's just an explanation of how this works. Now, the fourth form of relief is a variance from section 7C to allow nine commercial parking spaces on the site for 3,893 square feet of commercial space rather than one for every 250 feet of commercial space. And finally, Joe Frondrick recommended that you make a determination under section 7C7 that the parking configuration is adequate for the intended mixed uses. It's not specifically described in the zoning bylaw, but he thought that would be a good way to address the combination of parking that has to be provided for this building. So those are the five forms of relief that are required. Um, I think what I'd, I'd like to do is quickly review the changes in the project, because these are the changes that have, have narrowed down the types of relief required um, and these are these are the changes right up to to and through April 13th. Um, I will say, just as an aside, there is another document that I filed with you, and that is an updated and revised draft um, traffic and parking um, management plan. 
And that's really for your board that was requested by you. So we will, I do wanna review that plan with you and see if you're satisfied with the current draft form or whether you wanna make changes to it. But uh, rather than going through that first, I'd like to just review the changes to the project. The number of condominium units has been reduced to 24 units. In March, 2021, the application asked for 40 units. So it's been substantially reduced. Two of the 24 units will be affordable units. The garage system, excuse me, the garage system has been redesigned as of March. So recently, there is no longer an automated parking garage in this project. Um, instead, the um, architects were able to design two parking areas inside, one on the ground floor and one on the basement level. And those are shown on the updated site plans that I've sent you. Um, architects are here tonight. They can share screens with you. So if you want to look at any of those details um, on the screen, we'll be able to do that as we go along. Um, the on-site parking, outdoor parking on Mechanic Street is now five spaces. And approximately the same location as the original on-site parking was. As I've mentioned already, the building height's been reduced to four stories from five stories. The height to the roof of the building is 51 feet, two inches, and to the top of the mechanical enclosures and elevator opening at 61.17 feet. So no variance for height is required anymore. Um, this is a special permit application under the existing zoning for the business district. The exterior finishes of the building have been changed from, sorry, the exterior finishes of the building have been changed and we've been talking about the exterior finishes for a long time with the planning board. Um, architectural design, design review isn't really part of site plan review, but it's still been a central part of the discussion for this project. And the final proposal now is for a brick a brick in the front of the building facing Granite Ave and a light brown or red color, and then a mixture of gray clapboard finish and light brown and red brick on the other sides of the building. Um, and this, this design has had better support than the previous all gray design. Um, the type of street trees has been changed along with details such as the addition of protective fencing for the trees. They've been Trees have been added all along the Citizens Bank side of the building, and that's all shown in the updated site plan. Finally, the full amount of commercial space has been retained along Granite Ave. That's 3,983 square feet. Um, and this was very much um, desired by the planning board. Their feeling was that it, it's a commercial district, it's a business district. They'd like to see a building built on a site in the business district that at least provides the commercial use that's there now and preferably provides more. So the existing commercial use on this site now is about at most 1500 square feet. So by, by adding um, commercial use all along the first floor of this building, the, the availability of commercial space has been substantially increased and that was at the planning board's request. Um, they, you know, they also felt that providing this all along the sidewalk would be a much more attractive and active ground level design, more pedestrian friendly. And um, considering how limited the parking is throughout the square that most businesses there do not have any off street parking, the planning board finally decided that they supported a more limited amount of off street parking 
but providing this much commercial space. So we need a variance for that. The planning board has said that they support granting that variance. Um, so I think um, I, I can, I'd like to turn I'm to- Sorry, Marion, can you yeah. just repeat what you just said about what the planning board wanted? The planning board wanted us, to, we have various iterations of this design that we've been discussing with the planning board. At one point, we cut back the commercial space on the first floor in order to be able to say that the off-street parking provided was equal to the standard in the zoning bylaw of 250, uh, one parking space for every 250 square feet of commercial space. The planning board considered that, and they told us that no, they really wanted that full amount of commercial space on the first floor. They felt that this um, would was a way to improve and enhance the building district that they thought the space should be used for a substantial amount of commercial use, uh, and that they were willing to, to support having less on-site parking for the commercial than is required by the zoning bylaw in order to make that work. And they thought that the parking plan as proposed in the end was desirable and was acceptable and was, was adequate for this design. Uh, so is that is that clear enough? Okay. Um, I, I have uh, also given you, I've given you any document that's been updated. So I've gave you the construction management plan. We had a lot of discussion about that in one of the planning board meetings. Um, they wanted more detail. The plan has been updated and there is more detail, but it's also subject to final review and approval by the town of Milton prior to the start of construction. So yet more detail may be added. And um, the planning board decision acknowledges this is a very difficult site to build on because it's at an intersection of busy streets. It's near the expressway. There's very limited space. So a carefully designed construction management plan is necessary to make this project work. And that's why the plan has been worked on more at this stage. And you can expect that there may be more details added before construction begins. The town um, usually reviews these plans. The DPW reviews them, the building inspector reviews it, the police department and the fire department review it. And they've already recommended changes and so those have all been incorporated in the plan you have. So I'm not gonna go over the details of the construction management plan with you unless you have a particular interest and want me to do that. And in that case, we, we certainly can do that. So um, finally, just for my own presentation, um, I reviewed, I prepared a, a memo for you reviewing uh, the standards applicable to the zoning relief that we're asking you for today. Some of it is special permit, some of it is variances. Um, so the standards described in this application are based on general law chapter 40A section 10, and also on the, the SJC, SJC case cited in the application Dion v. Board of Appeals of Waltham, it's a 1962 case. In that case, the SJC recognized that if there were changed conditions surrounding a site in combination with other unusual factors, this could provide justification for a use variance. That particular case involved um, property that was located next to the new, newly constructed 128. It was residentially zoned but they want the um, applicants wanted to apply a commercial use to the district. Uh, among the factors considered in that case were proximity to 128, the triangular shape of the lot, and the intersection location. It's not exactly the same in, in, as the facts of this case, 
but a lot of the facts are quite similar to what we're looking at here. Um, here, along the expressway, here the construction of the Southeast Expressway took place in the 1950s. It's had a really significant impact on the entire East Milton Square. It was pretty devastating to run that road right through our business district. It was that change in combination with the peculiarities of this lot, which have created unique development difficulties for 440, what we're now calling 440 Granite Avenue. Along the expressway closer to the square, you have now have, we now have the deck. It's been recently re-landscaped. Um, and the deck actually does substantially reduce traffic noise and dirt from the expressway for the businesses um, and the uses that are right around the edge of the deck. But the deck doesn't reach this lot. It's not even close to it. This lot, it, it looks right out onto the expressway and gets the full brunt of the noise, which is really high level. It's constant, there's wind, and there's definitely a lot of dirt. And over the years, um, the experience the town has had with that location is that uh, vegetation dies, um, buildings, the exterior facade is, is heavily affected by all of the dirt and pollution. So designing a building for this site means that you have to pay very careful attention to the materials that you use and even the vegetation that you decide to plant. Um, but this architectural firm has come up with a design that they feel will work in this very difficult location. There are lots closer to the uh, closer to this one or close to this one along Granite Ave. They're leading up to the fire station. And those lots too, some of them face the expressway without any protection. But they don't have all the characteristics of this lot. They're not corner lots. They're not at the intersection of two busy streets. The one next door where Citizens Bank is located is the one that's most similar because it does face the residential district in the back, just as this lot does. But that's a large lot, it's a Pentagon, and it's an open lot so that there would be a lot of different designs that could be accommodated um, on that lot. So the reason I'm going through all these details is just to say to you, this really is a unique lot and a uniquely challenged lot because of its physical characteristics. And that is one of the basis, bases for granting a variance. Um, the proposed mixed use design, the limited right side setback, which keeps the bulk of the building away from the residential neighbors to the rear, parking configuration, and the limited space provided for on-site commercial parking. These are all features designed to address the peculiarities of this lot. A new building has to be large enough to pay for construction, minimize impact on neighboring adjacent residential districts. It has to provide access so as to minimize disruption to the intersecting streets, Mechanic Street and Granite Ave. And the necessary parking has to be within or under the building towards the Granite Ave side, since the space on the lot narrows to a point at the rear. There's very little other area to, to put parking. Um, the building should serve a business purpose and because the building's next to a residential district, it's also appropriate for the building to include some residential use. Um, it's also true that the mixture of business and residential use is consistent with the historical use of the site. There have always been a combination of residential buildings and business buildings on this site since the earliest time of the 1800s. So variance also requires a showing of hardship. The evidence for that is here is in the history of the site. Since the expressway construction, a period of almost 70 years 
there has been no change or improvement to any of these buildings. The site it has become shabby and underutilized. No buyers have expressed interest in the limited uses under current zoning. zoning. And I, it's my personal experience because I've been, been asked for advice quite a few times long before this application was ever, was ever brought before me and before I represented the applicants. I have analyzed the site for other possible interested buyers and none of them have decided to purchase the property. It's very complex and, and very limited what you can actually do with the site under current zoning. And it's also been difficult to locate tenants more recently. It's a site really in great need of revitalization and improvement. Finally, a variance also must not create a substantial negative impact on the surrounding area. And for a discussion of that, I re refer you to the decision of the planning board because we spent months and months just talking about how this design protected the, the surrounding neighborhood, particularly the residents, residential neighborhood to the rear. Um, and it's, it's a detailed decision. We can go through it if you want. Um, the, the decision explains why there is no substantial detriment and why the design does the, the appropriate protection um, for those neighboring properties. Um, and finally, you know, there's a standard saying that a variance mustn't, isn't supposed to derogate from the intent or purposes of the zoning bylaw. And uh, I'd refer you there to the overlay districts that the town has adopted and other business districts. They've all been mixed-use zoning. Um, the studies the town has done for the East Milton zoning, um, the conclusion of the study in um, March to 2021 was again that mixed-use zoning should be considered and that other, other characteristics also, including greater density, should be considered. Um, and each existing overlay district has included uh, mixed-use zoning after a study of what will work and what will be cost-effective for a developer in those districts. Um, each overlay district in the March 2021 report allow for greater flexibility as to parking requirements. So these are all aspects of the zoning relief that we're requesting from you tonight. Um, and they are not, not only not at odds with other zoning the town has adopted in other business districts, um, they're also consistent with the town's master plan, which uh, looks for increased um, different types of housing to be provided in the town um, and wants to see revitalization of the business districts. This proposal, um, finally, you know, this proposal is at this, and this design is designed for the existing business district zoning in terms of its bulk and its massing. The four stories and the height, those are allowed for in our current zoning. It's by special permit. You are supposed to demonstrate there's no substantial detriment to surrounding neighborhoods, but it is allowed. So it, it's an important change, I think, that the building's been reduced in size to fit within our current zoning. And lastly, in the absence of design guidelines in our zoning bylaw, we've still participated in a three-year process of discussion about design, height, and bulk in order to arrive at the current proposal, which is now supported by the planning board and by members of the East Milton Neighborhood Association. And we think that overall, this application does meet the standards in chapter 40A, section, section 10, there's a typo in my memo, um, for approval of a variance. 
So we ask for your consideration um, and we would like you to approve these this zoning relief after we have further discussion. Thank you. So Thank that's, that's a quick summary of what I've given you, but I'd be happy to answer questions and so would the architects. Great. Uh, thank you, Mrs. McKetrick. Uh, not only was it a thorough, but it was a, a complete and accurate uh, description when you were talking about the uh, the uses for this particular site over the years. I can I can recall probably was ten years ago when um, there was actually a fortune teller in one of these buildings with a big sign out in front that um, it was open for. Uh, consultations if people needed advice for their uh, their welfare and their psychic uh, personalities. So uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Well, let me just ask you one question so that the public will understand. Uh, can you tell us about how many hearings did you have before the planning board on this project? <laughs> can, you, can you guess at that? Uh, uh, we probably had 10 or 12, at least 10 or 12 hearings in the first site plan application. And I think we've had five at least on the on this recent one, which was filed in January 2023. And do you know how many, approximately how many hours have you been before the planning board with presentations on this project uh, for its, uh, in, in its varied uh, uh, forms? I'd say 30 or 40 hours at least. There have been site walks. It isn't just hearings. You know, there have been meetings with the Neighborhood Association, multiple meetings, primarily Michael Moore has been attending those meetings, um, but I would say at least 40 hours, but that's just, I'm just saying two hours for each hearing, some of them were longer. Right, and you, you've had a, a body of uh, uh, experts uh, working with you on this particular development. Do you, do you have any reasonable estimate as the number of hours they have been involved in planning and revising and um, talking with the planning board and getting to where you are now? Well, I will say, um, I'll just recap for you that, um, of course, we had um, stormwater plan. We had a traffic plan, you know, professionally prepared by engineers, submitted to the town, um, then agreed to pay for peer review of the stormwater and engineering plan and peer review of the traffic plan. Uh, Michael Moore might have a better idea how many hours were actually spent. I know it was pretty expensive for them. Um, in addition to that, the um, town engineer has probably spent 10 hours reviewing this project. The DPW, I couldn't tell you how, how much time they put into it. The, and the uh, fire department in particular has been back a number of times to um, review features and, and specifics of the proposal. As far as the consultants and the, and the traffic engineers, um, Ellen, maybe you can I can I can if I can chime in, Ellen Anceloni, Feingold Alexander, it's been hundreds of hours. The presentations alone take hours. So uh, thank you for asking, John. Not many people care about how much time we spend, but it's hundreds. Well, thank, thank you. Well, we care. <laughs> I know the uh, the developers care. And uh, unfortunately, it's taken uh, a long time on this project, and I just wanted everyone to understand uh, that uh, this is uh, uh, detailed, uh, bone-crushing work to take a project uh, over so many hours of hearings 
with new drawings and new studies and cooperating with the town of uh, Milton officials. And uh, so I, I congratulate all of you for your, uh, your diligence and your perseverance and your, uh, your good humor through uh, these uh, difficult uh, days. Let me uh, ask Mr. Mullen, uh, uh, do you have any questions that you uh, want to pose to uh, Mrs. McGettrick? No questions. No questions right now. Okay. How about you, Nick? Uh, no questions, except to say I I think as to second your comments, Mr. Leonard, at the um, the hard work put in in revising this in refining this plan, uh, it really shows in what we've been produced, and I'm very grateful to Attorney McKetrick for providing such an, a a thorough presentation tonight, as well as her. Um, her memo, which helps clarify the legal issues, uh, I think makes a very persuasive argument why um, the standard for variance might, is uh, met, uh, you know, subject to the rest of the testimony we hear tonight, but certainly a very persuasive uh, uh, argument that she has laid out. So I don't I don't have any any questions other than just to say that. Okay. Um, I, I second uh, Mr. Gray's uh, comments. Uh, but I want to just ask you one question, Marion, and I thought Mr. Mullen was going to go in this direction, but I, I, I will uh, let him chime in because he's an expert on public transportation. Uh, when I read the decision of the planning board, uh, it, it does talk about uh, uses and traffic and parking and public transportation, but only in a very limited extent. Um, and I know that Mr. Uh, uh, Mullen was uh, suggesting, I think, at our last uh, hearing, that there be some type of a, a, a transportation plan uh, that the board should consider adopting as part of any decision that we uh, render here. And I, I guess, uh, could you uh, perhaps address that uh, uh, and uh, what you filed with the Board of Appeals, um, why you think that's adequate? And uh, then if Mr. Mullen has any uh, specific questions, uh, you can you can post. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm mostly, I have the plan, I can pull it out, but I, I'll do this primarily from memory. Sure, please. Uh, so this is a very interesting request that we received. Um, I haven't prepared such a plan and did some research and I looked at some other decisions from the Board of Appeals in order to come up with a first draft. Um, and we did get some comments, um, I believe, from Mr. Mullen, and we added some language to the second draft. Um, uh, and this draft has been circulated to the members of the planning board throughout. So every time we met with them, if there was an update to that, what I call the PTDM plan, um, we sent it to the planning board. Um, so I'm, I'm going to review what's in the plan to the best of my recollection. Um, I want to say as far as the planning board goes, the planning board really didn't have comments, didn't ask to change the plan. There was one member of the planning board who did raise questions as to whether it was too complicated to have the um, incentive plan for public transportation and, and the passes. Um, that wasn't uh, a, an opinion of all the members of the planning board, but I'm going to mention it to be accurate. I will say there was that one comment, I guess, criticism of the plan as it presently is formulated. Um, so this, um, what we did in the plan was uh, reviewed all of the parking arrangements and how they would work. Um, and we added certain features. We, we added uh, a management component. We indicated that Michael Moore 
um, who from the construction company and, and from the developers group here. Um, that group, um, RN Moore, will continue to own the commercial space on the first floor of this building. And Michael Bohr is one of the members of that development group. So he has been designated as, as the person who would be the contact person going forward from the time that any um, decision is issued by the Board of Appeals to uh, the time that the project is completely built. And then if there needs to be an, a contact person at that point, at some point, once the units are sold, it could be possibly someone from the Homeowners Association for the condominium complex. Um, but we did put Michael Moore's name in there. We were asked to provide a name. Um, the, the plan really says that um, what we're trying to do with this plan is to uh, is to is to provide certain features, design features in this project that in discourage the use of cars as much as possible without making it unrealistic. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the, this development will offer, now that we've changed to a standard type of garage, this development will offer a garage space, a single garage space, when a unit owner purchases a unit. But um, garage spaces can be um, leased or whatever, we're not sure what the arrangement will be to other unit owners. So if it should happen that um, a condominium purchaser purchase a unit and doesn't have a car at all, they would have the opportunity to lease that, that garage space to another unit owner. Or if another unit owner doesn't need the space, the space would become available through the management of the condominium association as guest additional guest parking. Um, the number of spaces provided here, um, the the total number of spaces available to condominium owners, um, including the guest parking, is I believe it's 40 spaces. The the daytime and evening 24-hour um, spaces are 31 spaces. So for 21, 24 condominium units, um, most of which are two-bedroom units, there will be 31 parking spaces available. So we have not over overprovided parking spaces. This development, and this has been true of the plan from the very beginning of this development. The idea here is to attract um, residents who either are older residents who are downsizing and will be moving from perhaps a house with a yard and don't want to live in that type of building anymore, who may not drive anymore at all, or who will be probably using only one car. And speaking from experience in my own family, we only use one car now, and only one of us drives most, you know, most of the time. This is just something that as you get older, you realize it's much more likely that that's going to happen. So that's one reason that the number of spaces is lower. Another reason is that the condominiums could also be attractive to first-time home buyers, younger buyers, who do not yet own a car, or who own a car but also make a lot of use of bicycle transportation. For that reason, this condominium has 48 parking spaces for bikes. So for 24 units, we have 48 parking spaces. Every single unit owner could have two bicycles parked underground in a secure space. It's a way of encouraging the use of alternate forms of transportation. Another feature in the, in the management plan is that in the lobby of this building, there will be a real-time display showing um, uh, MBTA information 
including the bus routes that go through East Milton Square. So real-time information telling you when the buses are expected to arrive during the day. This is something that just isn't available anywhere in the square now. And people do look at this information on their phones um, sometimes or often. But I can tell you from my own experience, older people don't necessarily do that very well. I think this is a great idea. It's a great convenience. And even if you do use your phone, it's nice to be able to sit in the lobby of the building, watch the real-time information, and walk out to the, to the bus stop when it's time. So it's a very nice idea. Um, we also have um, provisions in there, I think suggested by Mr. Mullen, that we'd, we would also have um, plenty of information available in the lobby about public transportation available, the whole system. Um, some of it will be written material. Um, that's all designed to encourage the use of public transportation. Um, the building design, the parking available um, outside the building is on Granite Ave. It's, it's not on uh, Mechanic Street. It's, it's purposefully designed to be away and out of sight of residential um, homeowners on Mechanic Street. But we have closed three um, curb cuts on, or we, we're proposing closing three curb cuts on Granite Avenue, which increases the amount of parking space available on the public street on Granite Ave in front of this building. And it also makes it possible to create a two, uh, three space, um, I think it's three space parking area for trucks, Uber, um, all kinds of deliveries. And when people move into their units, that's where a moving truck, truck will be able to park. And the parking design, the management plan describes how move-ins will be handled on a scheduled basis uh, outside of heavy traffic times. So um, the, the, um, the use we've actually discussed in the planning board hearings, whether using Uber, for example, or um, using other types of, of rental um, vehicles is something that you know should be part of a plan like this. Does that, does that encourage less use of automobiles? But in the end, the, the um, traffic consultant told us not really, because there's still traffic, there's still car trips involved. So you have to think of ways that, that will encourage alternate forms of transportation and not the use of cars. And finally, the commercial design for this building, which is first floor businesses, um, restri restricts the businesses. There will be no food service businesses. These are intended to be residential, I mean, retail or office space and of a type that will appeal and, and be, you know, something that will be used by residents nearby, by owners of condominium units in this building, and which may be frequented by um, customers of other businesses in the square who can walk to this location. That's one of the justifications for not providing the full amount of off-street parking that the zoning bylaw requires. But basically the reason is the square is crowded, it's busy, there's very limited you know, parking anyway. The purpose of this design is to not, it is to discourage vehicle traffic. Another feature in the design, and as I'm thinking about it, is that business owners will be required to purchase for any employee driving to work one of the business um, parking stickers in East Milton Square. So they don't have to park in front of the building or on Mechanic Street. Um, I'm just doing this from memory, so I'm not sure whether I addressed everything that is of interest to the board, but maybe you'd rather ask questions or I can go back and look through the text and see. Oh, that's, no, that's very helpful, Marion. That was very helpful. Let me uh, ask Mr. Mullen, Jeff, do you have any uh, 
additional questions of, of Marion or any of your experts or uh, any suggestions you'd like to uh, to offer. Sure, thank you, John. Marion, um, you sent the, the revised plan to us on Thursday, I think. It, I wasn't able to run a red line against the comments. Can you tell me if you accepted the recommendations we had pretty substantially? All of them. Um, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't do a clean copy. No, that's okay. You haven't, you haven't accepted yeah. all the changes. <laughs> you know, I was primarily uh, interested in the T-Pass, you know, the thing that the planning board has to buy. I mean, I, but, you know, probably merits a little bit of discussion just for the benefit of the audience about what the board's goal is here. Um, you know, this whole parking and traffic is its a supply and demand issue, right? So we've got limited supply of parking, and that's a fixed generally fixed right now situation. So the idea behind this whole plan is just to lower demand, like you said. And for those who think that it might not happen or it's not consistent with Milton culture and we don't have that, you know, you know, you gotta start somewhere. And, you know, John and, and Nick and I spent a lot of time with the East Milton 40B to do a substantially similar plan thinking that if we're not going to do a significant demand program in the square, we're not going to do one in the town. And if we don't do one in the town, we're really letting the region down in light of what the region's goals are, given this, the town's proximities to the city, et cetera, as we've seen with the MBTA zoning initiative. So that's the whole idea. And because parking is, uh, is, is an issue and congestion is an issue, you know, I would, we're not suggesting that this is all on the developer. What we're suggesting is that Milton needs to do better and be more aggressive in, and more uh, forward-leaning in doing these kinds of things so that everybody shares the burden. Um, so that's the goal. And I appreciate the time that you spent and the uh, adoption of, of, the, of the provisions because I this is how we build a program. And someday this might be a standard thing when you have X number of projects. This is certainly a significant project. In fact, I think this project is part of the demand because what's happening with projects like this and other projects to build more density, you tend to lower demand because people could stay in the square, for example, and really create a real destination. I know your experts know that. Um, but, but, but my goal uh, would be be doing more, not less of this within reason, within reason. And, you know, um, there are provisions in there that if, if it doesn't work with the MBTA pass, um, the, the developer has options and, and we're not uh, intending to waste the developer's resources. We are intending to raise awareness on the fact that the MBTA is available mm -hmm. um, uh, for use and for the, in the right situation, um, we want to encourage people to, 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 to use it and to raise awareness about these issues. So, John, I don't, I don't really have any questions. I mean, I did read the submittal, and I liked it. I, it, it felt familiar, but I, I just didn't have the chance to do that kind of detailed, review, you know, comparison. So, with, with the, with the testimony today, I, I recommend that we accept that as a central part of this to the last point of, the parking being adequate, um, the parking plan being adequate because I think the demand program, is a is a real companion piece to that. Those are my thoughts. Right, and I, I think if we do uh, have any minor suggestions to uh, uh, the uh, applicants' uh, traffic plan, uh, Patton, we can we can certainly get back to Marion and 
prior to the next hearing on this matter, and I don't think we'll have any difficulty at all. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Ray, do you have any uh, questions with respect to uh, the uh, any traffic management plan or public? No, I, I'm I'm it, I am very grateful to the the thoughtfulness that um, Attorney Mullen and and the developer put together on that issue, and and I certainly am all in favor of. 24 to 40, whatever it is, double the number of two bike spaces per per, per person. Um, I think um, from personal experience, it's it's uh, a somewhat challenging area to ride a bike, but it's not impossible. And I think as more people do it, it will more people will find out that it's you know that's a legitimate way to get around um, in that part of town, um, and even into the city from there. I mean, it's really it's. I would estimate it would take about an hour to get to the financial district from that building on a bike. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Mullen? Roughly. That'd be about right. At yeah. your at, at, at our, our excessive speeds. If you take Morrissey, you know, if you go yeah. down, if you, you take Morrissey, yeah, right. On the sidewalk. We could, yeah, we could fix that little stretch in Morrissey, all would be well. But no, I, I don't have any questions apart from to say I'm uh thank you for um uh flushing out those issues in more detail. Well, the only thing I can add to that, Nick, I appreciate your comments, is the last time was when I was in Boston near the South Station, uh, I looked to my left and saw nothing, and I tried to cross the street, and all of a sudden, there was a renegade uh, bicyclist uh, who almost drove me off into the water in the uh, South Bay. It's fiction. This is fiction. Wasn't um, was Mr. Be, Mullen, was it? Well, Mr. Jeffrey Mullen with his saddlebags uh, and... I've, uh, appearance to another. I've witnessed that uh, firsthand. Maybe we should get on with the hearing. Error. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, let me uh, uh, ask you, uh, let me do Jeff. Uh, do you have any anything else, any other issue you want to discuss uh, tonight? Or No, no no questions. Or any questions? How about you, Nick? Well, I'm sorry. I did have one question, and that was um, I appreciate the Howard Stein Hudson's construction management plan. I, and I know we got a comment from the neighbors today. I too thought that the um, hours of construction were aggressive and I was wondering what was driving that, especially the 6 p.m. Uh, close, close time. And it, it felt like all day Saturday. I don't know, is that necessary? What's what's driving what's driving those hours? And, and can those, has the developer give, given thought to cutting those back? consistent with the request that we've gotten. Um, I, good question, ahead. Jeff. The reason we kind of pushed for broader hours was because of the traffic issues on Granite Ave that we will be restricted. If we have, if we can work longer or have the option to work longer hours, it, it gave us some flexibility. But I mean, we're open to discussion on that with the neighbors. I'm interested. Did the planning board speak to that at all? No. No, not to not to ours. Um, we had a lot of discussion in uh, not the last hearing, but the one before it about details of the plan, but not particularly about the hours. So, um, if you've had a comment um, or the board wants, um, you know, some detail or, you know, it's it's something we could discuss. We haven't discussed it. It certainly comes up in other projects. I'm yeah. very familiar with that as an issue. Um, I think what one thing Michael Moore is explaining is that because of the traffic on Granite Avenue, there will be times when um, work will be restricted. 
And then there will be other times when, you know, the work is going to interfere with the traffic movement it has to be very carefully um, managed and um, a lot of input from police and fire on that already has been taking place just in general. So yeah. the, the wider hours to provide more flexibility, it's not so much necessarily that the project needs to be going full tilt for that whole range of time. It may have to stop and start at times because of the traffic conditions. So I think it, we need to think about it carefully and further discussion would be merited or suggestions or um, some conditions that would allow further consideration and study of the particular issue of ours, if you feel that that's the way to handle it. Well, fair enough. I mean, I think we need to address the comment that we got, which didn't seem to me at first glance to be unreasonable, which is why I asked the question. I would recommend some work be done with the town on, you know, on the extent to which lanes are gonna be taken on granite to facilitate the construction, if that parking lane is gonna be gone in the PM. The request was to stop work at 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, now, I, I understand why it's coming, but I also don't wanna to say to the, I wouldn't support saying to the developer stop at 3.30 and then make the project two years longer. Um, so it needs to be, to your point, Marion, I think it needs to be carefully thought through and it would be helpful for us to get a response from the developer as to what the, what the optimal hours would be in, in, in light of the community concern that we heard. Now, I know that was just one person who I believe lived on mechanic um, and it might also be helpful to hear from the East Milton Neighborhood Association on the point armed with the, um, you know, I'm thinking about a uh, construction um, management plan and, and, and need for use of the public way to support the construction and things like that, because I understand that congestion goes with it. So and, mm -hmm. enough said, that's the, that's the request. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the comment. Um, today. Yes, and I will, we will look at it. Michael, any more comment just at the moment on that or? No, we did secure um, parking out at the uh, church on Adams during construction. Um, we put, gave them a proposal and they accepted it so we can have our construction parking there, which helps congestion on Mechanic Street during construction. Good. And Jeffrey, I don't recall in any of these larger projects, and I don't think this is one of them, where we've gotten an over uh, detail uh, dealing with uh, hours of operation and construction and all of that. And I, I wonder whether if we just put a general clause in any decision that we write that the uh, the applicant and its contractors will uh, reasonably cooperate with the building inspector and the police department and the fire department regarding traffic safety and construction issues, whether that wouldn't be uh, uh, sufficient uh, unless there was further issues as the project went on, they could always come back and uh, we could deal with it in a more uh, detailed and specific manner. But I don't think we ordinarily do that on uh, on our first uh, decision. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, we did get into those in the um, in the um, 40Bs, but 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 not in the regular ones, John. It, it, I, I raised it. I thought that the plan itself, the, the base plan seemed adequate, touched all the bases, it was appropriate. But in, I, I raised the question in light of the specific question that's come to the table today from uh, to the board. Yeah, but I, 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 think, I think you suggest a reasonable way to approach it. 
And I'm not a traffic expert, nor am I a construction expert, but I, I also think that the schedule has to be reasonably flexible depending upon conditions, the time of year, and the um, vacation schedules, and all, all of that. And that's something that we normally uh, don't micromanage on these projects, and are probably better left to the uh, to the experts than uh, uh, Nick, Nick, and me. Maybe not for you because you're more particularized in in transportation and traffic issues than we are. But I, I think it's something that uh, with reasonable cooperation uh, with the police department, the fire department, and Joe Prondack, our building commissioner, that uh, the, the issues can be worked out in a fair and reasonable uh, manner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to add, because we, we got into that kind of discussion with the planning board, too, and um, did add a lot of detail. But um, the final conclusion that we discussed, or, the, or my own comments, were that those three uh, departments, well, four, police, fire, building, and DPW, they have to approve all of the details of the final plan. However, um, you know, ours were not a specific feature in our discussion with the planning board. So it's been brought to our attention. Um, I think that's something that will be addressed. And... Um, if there's a particular reason or a concern that the neighborhood has raised, that that should be in front of everybody in terms of any final approval of, of uh, the um, construction management plan. But it really, we asked the planning board, you know, we said there will be more detail and there is more that has to be worked out here because of the difficulties of the site. But, but the departments in the town are responsible for that and they really do pay close attention to it. Um, they already have um, been pretty involved in reviewing the plan now. And this is for a project that, you know, was just getting site plan review. Normally, there's no construction management plan with site plan review. But it comes up when there's a special permit. And this project is similar to us. It's like a special permit project without the zoning, which is why we're here before you. Um, and so therefore, it is appropriate to, to work on this problem of how to manage the construction. So I think those, I, I, we'd work with those any condition that you want to um, insert. Thank you. Yeah, and if we do, we'll keep it uh, very much on the general side and let the professionals deal with the um, specifics of any issues that arise. I, I don't see that as as being a, uh, a major impediment here. Um, is there anything, Nick, that you want to raise here? Uh, do you have any questions regarding any of the submittals? Or? Nope, I've, um, I'm quite happy. Thank you very much. Okay, and uh, Jeffrey, the same with you. Okay, I have no further questions here, Marion. Uh, unless you have an, any additional um, uh, evidence or information you want to offer, uh, uh, let me put on the table. Uh, are, are you comfortable uh, this evening uh, uh, resting the plaintiff's uh, case, or do you want to maintain this open until we uh, schedule another hearing so that we can? discuss the merits of the uh, uh, the application and actually vote on it. And I presume that would be, hopefully, uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks, my, my hope is that the planning board will expedite the uh, preparation and uh, execution and recording um, of, of its uh, documents uh, so that we'll be in a position to uh, uh, to be deciding this case uh, based upon the, their actual decision and, and not a, uh, a <laughs> decision. 
Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to add. Um, we do have our architects here tonight. As I mentioned before, if there's anything anybody wants to see on the site plan, we have displayed all of these documents at the planning board hearings. The public has had them available. Um, nothing has been changed since our, our planning board uh, last hearing. Um, but is there anybody from the development group that wants to say anything further? If not, I don't. I think I, most people are taking your advice to quit while you're ahead. Yeah, yes. exactly. I think we're all set in terms of presentation. Thank you. Okay, but uh, so why don't we do why don't we do this so that we have a um, so a little bit of flexibility? Um, my suggestion is that we pick a date, let's say in the latter part of a couple of weeks from now. Uh, this convenient to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so that we can close officially close the hearing, close the evidence of the hearing, and uh, discuss this uh, application and hopefully vote on it um, at a mutually convenient time. If, on the other hand, if uh, some some reason in the next week or two something comes up that needs to be clarified or further supplemented, uh, you you certainly have the opportunity to do that at the uh, at the next hearing, and then we'll proceed to. Uh, uh, to discuss the merits of the application and to and to vote on it. So with uh, with that, I guess, uh, uh, do you have any dates that are, you want to suggest to the board that uh, that would be reasonably convenient to your schedule and that of the applicant? Just have to avoid town meeting and the town election, as you know. Oh, know. Um, let's see, town election is next Tuesday, the 25th. Town meeting starts May 1st, May um, 1st, 1st, 2nd. So, um, well, <laughs> I'm going to get the decision from the planning board at once those members are back from their vacation. I've already told the planning director that we really need the signed decision. So I want to get it early next week, but I don't have it in hand. I can't. I still think that if we had a date, even next week, um, if you could find a time, that would certainly spur the effort to get the signatures on that decision. So you would have it. Well, I don't know about my fellow, I, the other team members though. Are they about their availability? And certainly, it's it's when you're avail available. It's what about important. you, Jeffrey and uh, and Nick? Do you want to? Uh... Uh, pick a date in early uh, early May that's convenient for your schedules. Yeah, if you that, do the first that, week it has to be Wednesday the third because otherwise it's town meeting night. That's fine. Wow. That is fine. Fourth is fine. The fourth is better. I'm in New Hampshire on the third. I'm not quite sure when I'll get back. Unfortunately, I can't say for sure the town meeting won't still be going be on. Meeting on the fourth, right? Um, so what, when is the fourth, uh, uh, Nick? What day of the week? Thursday. That's a Thursday. May third. May fourth. I'm sorry. We don't want to go into Friday night. That's. I I I, I take that back. The course I'm attending should be ending early in the afternoon on the third, so I can get back from Concord, New Hampshire by by set meeting time. So the so Wednesday the third is a possibility for me. How's that for you, Jeffrey? Yeah, either day. The third or the fourth is fine. Okay, well, the, the fourth is going to be out. So, um, Mary and the third? or The third is okay for me. I'm looking at it now, my calendar. So, Okay, Miss uh, Miss Julia, do you... Uh, yep, that works. Works for us. 
So before then, you want you want a signed copy of the planning board decision, and yes. you're keeping the hearing open. So if there is other material that we need to give you, we can we will still be able to do that. You can you can supplement that, and uh, uh, but uh, would obviously prefer to uh, close the hearing, uh, close the evidence at the hearing, and to uh, discuss and, and vote on the uh, uh, the application at, at that time. Mm -hmm. So if there's uh, no further business, am I missing anything here, Jeffrey or Nick? I think it might be helpful to have something in the file supplemental to what we've got from the from the East Milton Neighborhood Association about their position on the project as has been revised. I think we're assuming that that's the case given the testimony and the status of the planning board, but we haven't heard it ourselves. It might just be nice to have something in our file on that. They testified at the last planning board hearing. They sent a message out though by email. It might have gone to the, I think we'll find that. And then if you need more than that, we can ask. Okay, okay. Okay, I think Jeffrey's right. I think um, for, for everyone, not only the board, uh, but also for the applicant here. Um, sure. This is a- uh, Big deal. An active <laughs> part of the town. And <laughs> we don't want to find uh, out of the blue, uh, uh, somebody is raising issues or filing appeals that they really weren't presented to us here. And having um, a couple of sentences from the East Milton Neighborhood Association uh, who have been very pleased with their activities here and their participation, um, having that as part of the record, um, I think adds an element of uh, um, security for, uh, for the applicant and, and for, the, for the board. So if you could do that, Marion. Um, we, will, we will We will. Uh, confer with members of the East Milton Neighborhood Association and ask what kind of communication they could provide. Thank you. That would be very helpful. So uh, absent uh, any further comments, uh, uh, there's a motion to continue this uh, uh, hearing until Wednesday, uh, May 3rd at, uh, at 7 o'clock. Is 7 a good time for you, Marion, or is it? 7 uh, is fine for me. Thank is that you. okay with you, Jeffrey? Yeah. We know you have to come from your, from Boston on bicycles. So I want to give you plenty of opportunity to- I'm not taking that bait, John. I, I, I didn't think you would, but it was worth a try. Um, okay, so we're going to continue to uh, Wednesday, May 3rd at uh, 7 p.m. for the purpose of hopefully closing uh, filing any additional materials. If you have the East Milton letter, uh, Marion, file everything you can before the hearing. That would be very helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, discussing this application and, uh, and and voting on it in open session. I want to thank everyone for their cooperation. This has been very helpful, I think, and uh, um, look forward to seeing everyone on uh, on May third. So stay. Right, safe. Good night. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. You. Very much. Right now. Right Good night. Good night.